you're tuned into Decay Mag Podcast Online source for horror, thriller and sci-fi entertainment news Good evening ladies and gentlemen My name is Ken Artuz Found an editor for DKMag.com That is DK as in D-E-C-A-Y-M-A-G dot com We're not DK Magazine or the letters DK or the word DK. We are DK Mag. And this is our podcast, Season 5, Episode 11. Joining me as co-host are... Enid Artus, content contributor for DKMag.com. And don't forget to listen to our podcast on Google Music. Stacy Katz, staff correspondent for DK Mag. We're on Stitcher. Be sure to rate and review DK Mag on Stitcher rating and reviews and help us rank. And on this episode, we'll be featuring some news on movies. We also have some news on television. And we're going to feature a slate of first impressions on the latest trailers. Stay tuned for that. And I'll list to extend many thanks to all our listeners in sharing and listening to our podcast. We are gradually, well, we are rapidly growing and it's all thanks to the you, the listener. Well, be sure to visit our website at dkmag.com, D-E-C-A-Y-M-A-G.com. And without further ado, let's begin. Crispin Glover to star in Lucky Day. Lucky Day is in production. The film is written and directed by Roger Avery. It is described as a smart, dark, and totally irreverent crime thriller. The cast, Crispin Glover, Nina Dubrev, Luke Bracey, and Michael Matson. The synopsis, Luke, an utterly psychopathic contract killer who is on a haunt to avenge the death of his brother, accidentally killed by American safe cracker Red during a job gone wrong. Brev is Red's wife and mother of his child. What do you guys think about Lucky Day? Well, Lucky Day's star is Crispin Glover, and uh, for those who do not know, Crispin Glover starred in that very weird film, Willard, that was released in 2003. Uh, That was the film in which the protagonist had pets, uh, rats as pets, and committed his crimes with these mischievous little creatures, which rats are not bad creatures at all. But uh, yeah, for the sake of the movie, they were very sinister. And he played, Mr. Mr. Glover played a very sinister role in that film. And we're going to flashback all the way to 1985. Crispin Glover starred as George McFly in Back to the Future. Anid, uh, you you seen Willard, Anid? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I seen it and 
was kind of nasty when he was like get together with all his little rats. Well, I think he fits the role as a contract killer. He, he looks the part. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, and, that, and that synopsis to that film is pretty interesting. I would like to see that. See how, how this whole uh, thriller transitions. Because to me, it seems like uh, we have seen this plot uh, other times before where one guy in the group that is they're trying to commit a heist and one person gets uh, gets screwed over and he's trying to hunt down the guys who screwed him over I mean that's that's the type of synopsis that has been played out many many times but it all depends on the execution you could execute it well or you could execute it like shit but Crispin Glover yeah I, I'm eager to see how he plays that contract killer uh, Stacy, you seen uh, Willard? I have um, it's been a while and I don't really remember it, but I know Crispin Glover more and Charlie's Angels, the creepy guy who was stealing their hair and sniffing it. Really? Oh man, I don't remember that. Yes, he's in Charlie's Angels. He was the one that kept snatching their hair and sniffing it like he was getting high off their hair or something. Yep, I remember that. Uh, back every time he sniffed it. Wow. Yep, he looked yeah. like a psychopath. Right, um, it's like the hair was his, like a fetish. Like, yeah, the hair was his mushrooms. I was like, what the heck is going on here? Why is he sniffing the hair and getting awful sniffing hair? So then when I saw Willard, I was like, that's the creepy guy who was sniffing hair. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. And they were back to back. He did Willard in 2003 and he did Charlie's Angels in that very same year. That's interesting. I don't remember that. Now I gotta watch Charlie's Angels again just to uh -huh. see. Uh-huh. Wow. And that was in the second part. <laughs> and he will always be known as the creepy guy who was sniffing Wow. Well, he, he does those creepy parts good then, you know? He does it good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. As a as as a contract killer, he he uh, he fits that role. He has that demeanor. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, like I said, I saw Willard once years ago. I don't really remember it, but I yeah, it's a good movie. I do remember it was a good movie. I wonder if he's related to Danny Glover. Right? <laughs> Danny Glover? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> they could be distant cousins. Love <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> You never know. You never know. Hmm. <laughs> you never Same know. last you name. Did. You never know. You <laughs> never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, hmm. Well, that, that'll be a mystery solved right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, any official word on the hot when this, I know it's filming, any official word in your research on when Lucky Day is coming out? On INDB, it says 2017, but of course, 2017 is coming to a close, so I don't think that's going to be possible. Uh, 
Yeah, that is true. It is just 2017, and let me check it because I don't remember seeing any release date. But... Yeah, it just says in production. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's just in production, not much known about the state. Uh, I'm eager to see this one, just to see how high is he going to take on the role. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I, I, I guess he would do good. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, but every time I see his face, he's known as the creepy guy who was getting high off hair and Charlie's Angels in me. I'm sorry. Every time I see his face, that's what I know him as. I'm like, yeah. He has a vision of him already. Uh -huh. <laughs> you have to see, I mean, have you seen any Charlie's Angels? Of course, of course. Yeah. It had you know, Drew Barrymore in it. He was snatching out the hair and then every time he's sniffing, his eyes roll back and I'm just like, what the hell? Wow. <laughs> Literally, his eyes roll back. And he just like inhales for a good minute, just inhales and then his eyes go back. Uh, and he shakes, I'm like, what the hell is he doing? He's getting high like <laughs> off mushrooms or something? Like, wow, um, that's crazy. Uh -huh. yeah. That is crazy. Well, I got to give it to him. Ever since he starred in uh, Back to the Future as George McFly, he's done a lot of movies, voiceovers. So kudos to him for continuing his career because you know some actors back in the 80s they'll make one of these uh, films and they don't progress they just stay stagnant in their career so lucky for him he's been able to do horror comedies uh, voiceovers TV shows miniseries yeah that's what you call a guy who's determined to advance in his career even if he's a creepy guy sniffing hair. <laughs> I'm telling you, watch it. You gotta see it. It's unreal. It oh unreal. my gosh. And we're ending with that. Crispin Glover. Maybe yeah. Danny Glover's distant cousin and, and he sniffs hair. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Glover's probably like, what the hell are you doing? He has a fetish of hair. <laughs> he got, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a fetish. I'm telling you. In those, you have to rewatch the movie and watch him. I'm just like, no, this guy is creepy. <laughs> so yeah, when I watch Willie, I'm just like, that's the guy who was sniffing the hair in Charlie's Angels and got off on it. I was like, no. Wow. <laughs> no. Um. But his acting is good. Though. Yeah. You can't yeah. deny that. Yeah. Very yeah. good acting. So. I'm yeah. pretty sure he'll do good from here. Of course. Of course. I think so. James Cameron to use social commentary for new Terminator. Well, looks like the Terminator is going to be back. In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, James Cameron and director Tim Miller spoke about the Terminator reboot. And this Terminator series is going to be much different from everything that you have seen after Judgment Day, which is part two. The trilogy will star Arnold Schwarzenegger. He is already 70 years old and he continues to be an action star. But check this out, Linda Hamilton, she's 61 years old and she would also be in the upcoming Terminator film. That is very interesting because Linda Hamilton was one of the most iconic actresses not only to the franchise but she put the word kick ass in the word kick ass she was a really strong female protagonist so this latest chapter in the franchise 
uh, it pits director Tim Miller, James Cameron. It is financed by David Ellison from Skydance Media. And what had happened is Mr. Ellison contacted Cameron and Miller to direct the sequel. And it is slated for release in July 26, 2019. Now, Terminator Genesis released a couple of years ago that was directed by Alan Taylor and it was written by Lita Kalogridis and Patrick Lucier. This new Terminator film, before anybody starts to groan and say, do we need another fucking Terminator movie? Yes, check this out. The new Terminator film will continue after Terminator Judgment Day. According to the interview, James Cameron stated that the other films that have been released after Judgment Day were sort of like a parallel universe so you could just forget all the shit that happened in that movie. He's going to take social commentary behind everything that is happening in today's society and how technology has dominated the human race. And if you don't believe that, when was the last time you picked up your cell phone? Exactly. Cell phones have dominated our life. Soon we're going to have uh, droids delivering our packages from Amazon and countless other inventions that dominate our life. We have cameras on every corner of our streets. We have robotics in, in every type of industry that sell Metro cards here in New York City and people are no longer employed as token clerks. Tokens are no longer in existence, is it? No, Metro cards. Exactly. That's all technology. Technology dominates the human race. That is an excellent premise, an excellent social commentary for this new Terminator franchise. Uh, Terminator Genesis. Personally, I enjoyed the film. It was an action film. It was not a sci-fi film. It had sci-fi elements, but that took the backseat. What we saw was a lot of explosions, guns, shooting. But that ending was so stupid. <laughs> I did not appreciate that ending. And how did John Connor went from an American to a British with his British accent? Uh, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so... Let's start with you, Stacey. I know you've seen all the Terminator installments. Have you seen them all? Which ones have you seen? And what's your opinion on this new direction with James Cameron and director Tim Miller? The only ones I've seen were Terminator 1, Terminator 2. Uh, I've seen Rise of the Machines. And I seen a little bit of Genesis. I actually fell asleep on um, like early in it. But um, I can't say that my favorite one, I believe it's part two. That's the one with the uh, the guy that turned metal. The, um, yes, the liquid, the tea, yes, something. Yes. Right. Yeah, that's my favorite Terminator. And all I have to say is come with me if you want to live. <laughs> I love Terminator. Yeah. Am I happy about a remake or whatever this is? No, I'm not. But I am happy that Arnold Schwarzenegger is supposed to return. Am I right? 
That is correct. Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. is going to reprise his role. He's 70 years old. Linda Hamilton, 61. She's coming back also. That's correct. Okay, so oh, I am happy about that. I am. Definitely. I am. That makes me very happy. I will say that. Now, what about um, Sarah's son in the movie? What's his name? Is he coming back? Right. So, what they're, what they're planning to do is a trilogy, much like Star Wars. This is according to the interview on The Hollywood Reporter. So, they're going to kick this off in this first installment that is slated to release July 2019. And... It's going to be like a Star Wars trilogy. If you know, Star Wars are always grouped into threes. Uh, that's how they're going to do. So this so is the this first part one. one. This is part one of three. And perhaps they'll continue with another set of three. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I am very glad that Arnold and Linda are returning. I am. Yay! It's coming yes. back. I'm yes. happy. Can't wait. Me, come with me if you want to live. Oh, baby. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm sorry, I love that lie. Can you tell? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm. Um, what, what the interesting thing here is how James Cameron is incorporating social commentary, which is true. Look at how the technology is dominating our life. That's interesting because even with military technology, you have drones that are dropping bombs. It's no longer a pilot flying a plane and risking his life. You have a guy miles away with remote control dropping bombs or, or conducting surveillance. And if you look in Terminator, everything's robotics and, and they're attacking the human soldiers so it's it's coming to life come to me if you want to live oh my gosh a new whole new perspective but yes come with me if you want to live <laughs> oh. i'm yeah. telling you i i got you i got you the end of the, uh, in the end of the world in the apocalypse all of that i got you just come with me if you want to live take my hand wow i'm surprised nobody <laughs> i'm surprised nobody has this uh uh get to the chopper now uh. <laughs> oh was that another movie what well, it was it was a, it was not terminator i think that was predator was it predator i've never That's seen predator, predator. Uh, listen I'm i would i would like to see terminator versus predator that would be interesting oh my god i'm sorry but predator will win i love i love terminator and arms but predator will will win yeah predator will win team predator here <laughs> team predator i'm so i'm team I'm, I'm sorry i love terminator you know but it's like team Pre predator is so advanced you know like oh jeez, predator is scary that is true 
What? Wait, wait. Doesn't Arnold Schwarzenegger play in one of the Predator? He was in part one. Yeah. He was. He uh, what, yeah. He was Dutch. Dutch. I haven't seen it, but I know he plays in it. And I still have yet to watch it. Though. I've only seen Alien versus Predator. Ah, uh, you have to watch Predator. Predator. You have yes. to watch Predator. Yeah. No, I finally watched uh, the first Alien movie uh, recently. So. Yeah. Yeah. T- take a look at that one. Yeah. And also refresh your memory with the Terminator franchise. Uh, to me, in my opinion, uh, the first two were good. Uh, everything else was just the same thing over and over. And then Genesis was good as an action movie. But I don't think it fits in at all, especially with that stupid ending. Was Connor the name of the character of the son? Yes, John Connor is the name yeah. of the son. Yes, John Connor. Well, that's all I saw were the first... Um, no, that's not all I saw. That's all I remember were the first two. Those are the only ones I remember. Rise of the Machines, I know I watched, but I don't I vaguely remember it. And then Genesis, I fell asleep on early in the movie. Yeah. Like in the first maybe 30 minutes of the movie, I fell asleep on it. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So, first 30 so, minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the first, that must have been yeah. boring for you. Yeah, she did one of my moves. <laughs> well, I'm just like, you know, I'm sorry, but it's just... I mean, I mean one and two were the best. They were. And two, yeah, two was my favorite one. Yeah, I keep forgetting what the guy is called, but the one that turns to metal, like, he's like, that's my favorite one right there. Right. Yeah, that was the best. That was the... But then part three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, they all the same thing, the same yeah. thing. So hopefully James Cameron and director Tim Miller, they they are constructing something worthwhile. And if they're gonna take the social commentary, I hope they I hope the film is serious, not just explosions and gun shooting. And get rid of Arnold. I mean, not because he's old, it's because you He's always old. yeah that <laughs> <laughs> come on and in it where are you? He's old shit like <laughs> No I'm sorry but I wonder if they're gonna see GI him a little bit. They did in Genesis. Yeah, but now but actually he's gonna be there in the movie. In Genesis he was not. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was no. In that Genesis, it, the Terminator the one that starred Christian Bale. He was a CGI in that one. Which that one that one was not so bad either. The one with Christian Bale. Nobody's agreeing with me. Okay. <laughs> I liked that one. Didn't Christian Bale die in that one? No. That was Terminator Salvation. He played John Connor. John Connor doesn't die. Okay. Right. So, and then John Connor gets a British accent after that. Interesting. Blumhouse's Halloween shooting to begin. Blumhouse's Halloween began shooting in October. Directed by David Gordon Green. Screenplay by Danny McBride, based on the original screenplay and characters by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. The synopsis. 
Jamie Lee Curtis returns to her iconic role as Lori Stroll, who comes to her final confrontation with Michael Myers. The mass figure who has haunted her since she narrow, she narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. So far, all that is known about the cast is that Jamie Lee Curtis will return. For those who are not familiar with Halloween franchise, Curtis is the original Laurie Stroll in Carpenter's original film. She also appears in Steve Miner's Halloween age 20, 20 years later. A statement by David Gordon Green. We start shooting in six weeks in Charleston. I can't say too much more as we are trying to keep things tight right now, but we are doing something unique. John Carpenter is involved, which is like a dream to me. The two films I couldn't watch growing up were Halloween and Revenge of the Nerds, so I can't wait to invite my parents to this one. What do you guys think about this? Uh, I do know that the fact of Jamie Lee Curtis of returning and John Carpenter is behind the project is very exciting. What do you guys think about this? Uh, Indeed. I know. Any, did you see the Halloween that Rob Zombie did? Mm, I don't remember. I do not uh, have an appreciation for. I love Michael Myers. Love. That's one of my favorite slasher films. And uh, the guy, he's very creepy, silent, but deadly. Kind of like a fart. But not as disturbing in a, in a scented type of way so I'm glad that Jamie Lee Curtis is returning to reprise her role I'm interested to see how that's going to transpire because in the if this is like a reboot uh, Jamie Lee Curtis I don't know that's that's gonna be strange how that's gonna play out but I'm I'm glad that uh is going back to its roots and I think I think the reason why it's going back to its roots is because the audiences and the creator of this franchise are not pleased with the direction that Rob Zombie took with Halloween I mean in his films Halloween Michael Myers is is a sort of like a white trash low-class uh, family coming from a family like that and he grows up to be this gargantuan serial killer like eight foot tall muscular build come on it, that does not look realistic michael myers is supposed to be of average build uh supernatural strength of course but re return it to you know condense it make it believable not a professional wrestler uh killing people that doesn't make sense don't you agree, Stacy? I do agree. I'm just interested to see how Jamie Lee Curtis is gonna fit in her character. Well, she's most older now, so let's that's see what I'm how saying. it goes. Right, that's what I'm saying. How how does it all fit in? Let's just wait and see. No, no, no. You're not gonna close it out yet. No, 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 no. <laughs> we can't go. And and Bloomhouse is behind it. Bloomhouse. I. Let's see how it develops with Bloomhouse oh behind no. it. Bloomhouse is gonna suck. 
Bloomhouse have been doing good lately. They did good with uh, Get Out. They've done well with uh, what is this other film with M Night Shyamalan that is getting a sequel as well. There's certain movies that I block because I don't like. So <laughs> if I don't remember, I might not have liked it. Well, that movie in particular is uh, getting a remake of remakes. It's getting a sequel. And it's called Glass. That one was pretty good. Yeah, it had the guy from the X-Men, Professor X. Yeah. Oh man, the name escapes me at the moment. Anyway. Yeah, so they've been doing good. And you know why? Because they're not making found footage films like Paranormal Activity. So by not doing those shitty ass movies like that, they're focusing on character driven narratives. Something that makes sense. So John Carpenter is teaming up with Bloomhouse. I think that's a good idea. Uh, if if that's the case, Halloween would become much better. Michelle Williams joins Venom. We have some news about the movie Venom. And according to Variety, Michelle Williams is in the talks to star in the film, along with Tom Hardy. Sony has yet not confirmed this news and in this film, Williams will play a district attorney and possibly Hardy's love interest. Also, Tom Hardy will play Eddie Brooke, a man who becomes linked with an alien symbiote that turns into a Bannon, one of the ultimate villains in the Spider-Man universe. Robin Fletcher, known for Zombieland, Gangster Squad will direct this film is set to come out in theaters on October 5th, 2018. So what do you guys think about this Venom character? Stacy, you're into Spider-Man? I am, but I've never seen Venom, or have I? Who's Venom? The black one. Oh, you mean in Spider-Man 3? Right, yes. that's Venom. Okay, alright, alright. Um. Okay, I know somewhat about Venom then. I've seen Spider I've seen all the Spider-Mans, um, even Spider-Man Homecoming. But um I guess I'm not really that familiar with Venom other than I don't follow the comics, you know, and there's this whole story on the comics. Yeah, I don't follow Spider-Man at all. I think that was that's one of the most corniest superheroes in the Marvel universe. Uh, he, there are other characters that are just as corny, but something about a Spider-Man just doesn't resonate as a superhero with me. Venom, the only reason why I'm going to watch this film is because Tom Hardy's playing the lead as Venom. I can't wait to see. It, he did such a great job with Mad Max and also with Bane in The Dark Knight, the Batman trilogy directed by Christopher Nolan I'm eager to see how he's gonna play this villain as Venom this is a R-rated film and is going to be separate from Spider-Man this is the first time they're going to employ horror in the Marvel Universe that's an interesting take especially with this character don't they imply horror in any other movie 
No, every other Marvel Universe movie is action. This is the first time they're going hard, so Venom is going to be as a horror action movie. He's going to hunt them down. I, that's interesting. I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. I'm just interested. Tom Hardy is a refined actor, and especially with Taboo, he all he do is grunts. And well, you also got somebody good, Ruben Fletcher. He did Zombieland. He directed Zombieland. So he's directing Venom. Yeah. Zombieland was pretty cool. I want to know where Zombieland 2 is coming out. I know. Me too. I would like to see Zombieland 2. But. Yeah. I don't know. Zombieland 2 should have Woody Harrelson come back. I know and see what happened after they escaped. Exactly. Yeah. So the, the only reason I'm watching Venom is for Tom Hardy. One of my favorite actors. They see, close it out. What do you think? Horror and Marvel. What a pairing, huh? Yeah. Um, I don't know what to think about that. <laughs> hey, but it's not Disney and horror, so there you go. Mm. No, because <laughs> Disney pretty much has every other they have they do have Marvel. Disney has Marvel. Disney has Star Wars. Yeah, they have everything. They don't stay stuck on one thing. Yeah, they, Disney's dominating. That's mm-hmm. why they don't want they don't want competition. So they purchased Marvel characters, Star Wars. So next thing you're gonna see is uh, Mickey Mouse with the lightsaber fighting the Hulk. <laughs> you are hilarious. It would happen. I'm telling you. At the next Kingdom Knights video game, you're gonna have the Hulk and lightsabers and all that stuff. Stephen King and series turns eight. Stephen King's in gets a title change to eight. Produced by Galmont Television. David F. Sandberg is directing the pilot. Andrew Bearer and Gabe Ferrari are writing. Lata Holston is executive producing alongside Sandberg, Barrer, and Ferrari. Ern Stoff of Three Arts Entertainment is supervising the project. The synopsis. Eight take place in Maine, where a group of eight imposing stones contains an ancient evil, so terrifying that it can drive visitors mad. In the summer of 1992, three teenagers escape the malicious force and are confronted 25 years later. Now, I've never read Ian. I've never heard about Ian actually until now. What do you guys think about this? Well, Stephen King is on a roll. He has a many, a great many films coming out. You have The Dark Tower, you have The Mist. Uh, this is just one of many uh, entries into either television or film. 
this is great i i've never heard of eight n or whatever the case may be the only films and books i've been familiar with were like kujo and uh, salem's lot pet cemetery those were the books that i picked up when i was young and i have not picked up any other books thereafter that's about it but this synopsis pretty much sums up a typical Stephen King aesthetic with the supernatural. Imposing Stones contains an ancient evil. That sounds like something out of Marvel with the Marvel Universe and how they're going with the with the rings and how is it giving the uh, the holder uh, ancient evil powerful strength or something <laughs> like that. It sounds superhero-ish is what I'm saying. But nevertheless, I'm looking forward to this. And coming on television, I hope it proves to be more successful than The Mist, which we're going to discuss after this segment. So I need, what do you think about this? Eight. It was N, now it's titled Eight. Why did they change the title? Because of eight imposing stones that contain an ancient evil so terrifying that it could drive visitors mad. That's why. The damn eight stones are in it. Exactly. <laughs> so instead of in, it's eight. It makes sense to change it to eight if it's eight stones. It makes sense. I just had to say it. The to each stones. <laughs> to each his own, but. I never read a book from Stephen by Stephen King before or anything like that. I watched you know, a few movies here and there. It's not like I'm a big fan of Stephen King. Well, Stephen King's books are very detailed. One novel is like the the thickness of an encyclopedia. And imagine, I used to pick up those books when I was what ten years old, nine years old. So the, those books were at the time you know a youngster like that they were boring but at the same time they become interesting if you get involved with the characters yeah have you ever read any of his novels stacy well i started reading it not long ago and i'm still on the same part i left off not long ago <laughs> <laughs> oops oh you know oh i love stephen king you know yeah he's uh, a staple but his books are like textbooks darn it like whose vocabulary is that big well, his <laughs> his Jeez, and then like I caught myself downloading the audio book because I'm like, okay, I need the audio book. <laughs> That's cheating. Right? That's and not yeah, cheating. But the audio book is the audio book of it is 45 hours. I was like, what? What? And then 45 hours is the audio book for That's it. how long it took the person. <laughs> but I said I, I thought it would be easier because the book was weighing down my purse so I'm like okay I need to like do the audio book but I found myself zoning out to the audio book and forgetting what was read to me so I'm like oh screw this I'm just gonna have to read the book so I started chapter one early on and I'm still on chapter one early on <laughs> 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 wow. It ain't going from there. Yeah. 
Wow, what, 45 hours? Damn, that's, that's two days. A little, a little under two days. Wow, incredible. Mm-hmm. The only downside for this TV series that I see is the director, David S. Sandberg. And the only reason I say that is because at the start of his career, Lights Out was a spooky film. If you've seen the short film, check it out. It's on the internet. Just Google it and you will see how creepy it is. Then all of a sudden he goes all Hollywood. And the 2016 film Lights Out becomes a piece of shit. Literally. I would call it, instead of Lights Out, I would call it Scott Tissue because it serves the same purpose. Go grab a Scott Tissue, go cry. No, because of wipe tears. No, because not to wipe your tears, to wipe your ass. That's why. Lights Out suck (laughs) bad. Oh, he needed to wipe both <laughs> the tears and the ass <laughs> oh my gosh i'm serious lights out was so cliche and in comparison to the short film the short film was excellent and then you have the the antagonist ripped out from left for dead video game come on that, that was just a ripoff and it was a ripoff from the tooth fairy wasn't it the tooth fairy uh, that film that the creature would come out through the shadows and if there was light she she wouldn't come out and attack you yeah yeah come on what type of bullshit is that really David Essenberg should be ashamed of going all Hollywood that's that's a downfall for me and in this uh, at at least he's directing the pilot and not the whole series but one good thing about it stephen king has an excellent story about following your dreams and you also you go everyone has to follow their dream if you have a talent follow your talent when stephen king was starting out as an author he wrote his books gave it to the publishing house and the publishing house said nah we're not gonna publish this what is this this is garbage no did he give up nope he, he did he cry yep of course maybe a little <laughs> he, he probably did a little but you know what he said he said fuck you i'm gonna keep on keep on keep on and look where he is now Na- now the publishers that said no they, they're probably out of business yep exactly so the, the the more of that story follow your dreams yep Stacey's just laughing like wait a second she he just disintegrated lights out and he promotes (laughs) (laughs) Stephen King. I just said, wait, what? Wait, wait, what? And then I hear lights out, I'm like, oh hey. Because that's what happens when you know what? When you go Hollywood, the investors are the directors. They're the ones who say, I want this person to be the lead. I want this film to look this way. When you're independent you're in control as the writer the director the producer but once you go hollywood is the investors because they're putting money down and they want a movie that they're going to watch not what the audience wants that's what it is Mm-mm-mm. yeah it's so true so i'll watch this series and 
just just to see because Stephen King's name is behind it and he doesn't write bull crap. He writes some good shit. Good shit. <laughs> oh my goodness. Stacy's uh, laughing up a storm over there. <laughs> Spike cancels the mist. The mist aired on Spike TV, and this series was a reimagination of the film, and it also is a reimagination of Stephen King's novel. Well, excuse me, novella of the same name. Personally, I did not see the film starring Thomas Jane. So coming into this series, I, I had a fresh outlook on the series, the plot, the characters, the narrative, all of that. We covered The Mist, the season one, and it was to my understanding that this was going to be a one-off uh, series. I did not think, I did not expect that a, a continuation of season two were in the works but that's not going to be a case at all because the mist because of its ratings spike decided to pull the plug and the mist it was season one and done according to the statistics 1.2 million viewers tuned into the premiere the subsequent chapters thereafter the ratings went down i mean they plummeted down the viewership in millions for episode two and i'm gonna jump down uh, a few random episodes episode two at 0.496 million then you have episode 12 which was 0.3 374 million then you have the final episode which was 0.405 between episode one and the final episode you have a drop between negative 21 percent to negative 15 and that's that's pretty bad if you come to think of it because negative that's almost negative 25 that's 25 percent of your viewership just tuning out and going someplace else i think many people were expecting the mist to be something uh you know it was like a reboot and most people associated this series as a reboot they were expecting something different for someone like me who has not seen the film this was a new concept. And if you tune into DK Mag in our podcast, we interviewed Alyssa Sutherland. She portrayed Eve Copeland, the mother who is struggling to bring her family together in this supernatural time of crisis. Uh, Stacy, have you seen The Mist, the movie and the series? What were your opinions and what's your opinion on this cancellation? Well, I've seen um, the movie, The Mist. Uh, the series, I've only seen episodes five and six um, so far. I haven't seen the rest of them. Um, 
Honestly, I guess I would say I'm not surprised as far as cancellation goes. Not many TV shows do well, especially TV shows based on movies. Um, and I don't know. I just <laughs> the mess. Uh, it's it's very different from the movie. I will say that. Like I keep trying to compare it back and forth to the movie and everything. I have not read the book, but and one thing I can say is that it's very different. And it's a lot of lingering in there, a lot. Really, I thought differently. I think the series kept the pace in comparison to other television series that are, you know, episode one and two are good. And then thereafter, it's only fillers and it's blah, blah, blah. I don't want to see blah, blah, blah. I think the miss covered well with the character driven narrative, especially uh, Alex Cunningham, portrayed by Gus Burney. Uh, she was a young girl who was uh, allegedly she was raped by the football player, popular kid at school, uh, Jake Hazel, portrayed by Luke Cosgrove. I mean, starting the episode with that and then developing into the other characters like the sheriff and the cuckoo lady, portrayed by Francis Conroy. The, the, the acting was great I just I don't understand like I said people I know mm. there was something missing what probably didn't have enough mist it had enough mist it probably didn't probably that's what the beers was like hey I could see everybody it's probably <laughs> cloudy up in there <laughs> no, no 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 the mist is not about the creatures it's about humans Humans are the scary creatures in, in the story, not the creatures in the mist. I see that. Okay, I see that now. It was, it's a character-driven horror film. Because That's I, the one of what the hell is in the mist. Yeah, no, forget the mist. It's the people. Well, all I see was, um, in, was in episode 6, the, uh, the leeches or something that were attacking him. Like, what the hell is in the mist? That's what I want to know. It's something in the mist, darling. I want to know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I was interested too, and uh, like I said, it, it, it seemed pretty good. It seemed well. I, I was, I thought it was gonna be just one season, like a mini series. I didn't know they were gonna continue with season two. It's a, tr it's tragic that it didn't get the enough viewers, and like I said, it's probably because people thought of it as a reboot. It was a reimagination. It w had nothing to do with the with the film. It, it was a that the same thing as a reboot. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no. Be be I'm sorry. What's the difference between a reboot and a reimagination? <laughs> because the film, well, they filmed it had its own plot, its own course of action, and in this film, had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> No offense. Man. <laughs> 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 oh, He's total failure. <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. I'm sorry, but okay. So, wait, what's the difference between a reboot and a reimagination? You see, I, I was trying to make the best TV series well, and you guys just went, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's shit. <laughs> 
No, it's not shit, but Devin, it ain't well either. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry, but I still, you know, the whole point of the miss, quote unquote, is that something is in the damn miss making people go crazy and wild and everything. Something is killing people. Okay, now forget the whole human part of it. What is in the darn miss? That's what I want to see. Okay, and it ain't shown it to me yet. Ah. See, that's what now, it all is. Those tra- all those teaser trailers were showing things in the mist. Where is that at? But then again, like I said, I've only seen episodes five and six. I haven't seen the rest. But where the heck is everything else? What is in the mist? In episode 15. Episode 15. We're never I'm telling gonna... you, Johnny, in the Which movie, it don't exist. <laughs> yes, in the movie. In the movie, and I'm pretty sure in the book as well, it's something in the mist is driving people mad. All right, right. You need the dark creatures for the human part of it. Ah, that's a good point. Yes, yes, you need the creatures for the human part. If there wasn't the creatures, there would be no humans. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. See, see, I was trying to boost up the show, make the show good. (laughs) Uh, you, you guys, no, no, we ain't no, having it. Pop in the head. We want to know what's in the mess. That's what we want to know. Forget More mess. stuff. Show what's in the mess. All I seen so far was like leeches or something. No, what's in the mess? Darn it. There you go. I want to see it. And that's. I want to see it. That's the reason why it failed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they that's did the show the creature, it was it was CGI. In one of the episodes, the this ghostly creature it, uh, does not attack one of the main characters, Alex Cunningham. It just stands in front of her, and it's just this creature in a cloud. So what is it, and why did it not kill the girl at the time? So, yeah. So anyway, you guys did a great job of just go boop, burst the bubble. <laughs> Hocus Pocus TV movie arriving to Disney Channel. <clears throat> Ooh, Hocus oh. Pocus. I put a spell on you. <laughs> and now you're mine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we gotta keep that in the recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love this movie. Seen it a dozen times. <clears throat> the Disney Channel is in the early stages of developing the new TV show Hocus Pocus based on the 1993 film. As most of us fans know that in the movie you have Betty Miller, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Naimi. The show is being written by Scarlett Lacey with David Kirshen on board to executive produce. The new Hocus Pocus iteration will have a new cast and a new director. Here's the synopsis of the 1993 version. Hocus Pocus chronicles what happens when three villainous witches are resurrected in Salem, Massachusetts. There you have it. Stay tuned to DK Mag for more updates. So I know Stacy's a big fan of Hocus Pocus, so let's Give it to Stacy. Yeah, Stacy. Hocus Pocus. What do you think about this on the Disney Channel? I put a spell on you. And now you're mine. You better stop the things you do. 
Wow, she knows the lines by heart. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I believe that was Betty Miller. Yes. <laughs> I put a spell on you. And now you're mine. <laughs> I love this movie. Um, I love everything about it. Um, <clears throat> am I excited that Disney is behind it? Uh, hell no. Sorry, Disney. This is the one time I say no. Disney always trying to own everything. Go away, Disney. Damn it. I don't know. I have a different opinion. I think because Hocus Pocus is so... It's like a comedy. It fits well with what Disney has on their channels. If you ever look at the Disney shows they have... This... this huh? Any... What is that Disney show that the whole family are like superheroes? I know you watched it with me. That they're all superheroes. The mother, the son. The yeah, they're, like they're all superheroes. Cartoons. No, it's a it's a live action. Yeah, I mean, I think Hocus Pocus fits with that line of programming. I think kids would dig it. I don't know. It, it just resonates Disney with me, and and. Stacy's Stacy's saying hell no. Hell no. <laughs> well, like like I said, I'm, I mean I love Disney. Oh, I love Disney. But I don't want a Hocus Pocus remake or two or whatever the heck. What is this supposed to be anyway? Is it a remake or a sequel? It, it's a reimagination. Oh, no, 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 no. no We're not doing no more reimagination. <laughs> Forget that. We are not doing no more reimagination. Mess yeah. around and we're going to wonder what's it been missing. They ain't going to tell us. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, but I don't know. But who would they get to play the witches? You know, the the Sanford sisters. Probably younger actresses. Oh, jeez, no. Yeah, why no, not? No, 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 no. Well, they're no. gonna have to have an older sister, a middle sister, and a younger sister. Oh, you know who would? Okay, okay. Who can play? Uh, who can play one of them? I know who. Um, I'm trying to think of her. She played off of uh, that movie with Michael Douglas. Um, what is it called? Ah, oh, she. See, we are off on our movies tonight. They could I probably know. have Sarah Jessica Parker as the older. <laughs> is she oh, around? No, no, I know Sarah Jessica. Wait a minute, doesn't she already play in it? He played it in already, no? Yeah, yeah, but she was wasn't she the youngest one? She could guest star. Now she could probably guest star or be the older no. one. She could guest star. She'll be the one singing I put a spell on you. Yeah, but she could guest star and because now you're mine. Oh my god. No, 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 you know who <laughs> should play that one? I'm thinking of her name, but I'm it's not coming to me. Um she played in a movie with Michael Douglas. It's the one where she's like obsessed with him or something like that What's oh that from fatal attraction fatal attraction she should play her she should play that woman isn't that glenn, glenn, close? Close. glenn, glenn close. close there you glenn go close. Yeah. Wow. Glenn close. she needs to play that part but i don't think they're gonna get named act actresses because 
it may be too expensive for a TV show. Probably they'll do like a guest appearance and they'll get no-name actresses or actresses that are starting their careers to portray these characters. Who knows? We just gotta wait and see. I know one thing. Um, no, no, no A-list celebrity or Hollywood celebrity stars. No. No. Yeah, that's the Glenn Close. Glenn Close is the only exception. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. Because Glenn Close hasn't done anything uh, recent that is uh, a big scale blockbuster, so perhaps she could be uh, more in, in line with the budget. But someone like Sarah Jessica Parker, she's famous for what Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So her her bill would be skyrocketing there for her to star in the. Just as a TV show. Who knows? Maybe since she's becoming a washout, she probably do it for even cheaper. You never know. That that could be it too. Exactly. You never knew. She just want to be able to get up out there again. Perhaps. But I I I think it fits with Disney. Stacy says it doesn't. No 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 no. <laughs> you know what? Dude, what you put into the universe comes back. Don't put that shit into the universe. <laughs> 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 no, wow! The universe. If you say that, this would be all over it. Like, like bees on honey. Don't do that. No, no. no it's, it does not fit Disney. It does not fit Disney. <laughs> no, Disney got enough crap going on. Like, I love Disney, but darn them, no. Oh, I could no. just imagine the acting in Hocus Pocus. It would be corny, like those. Disney show that they have on now. So corny. Not, not if it's very close. Wait, wait, wait. They need to hear this. Glenn Close needs to play the uh, Bette Midler. Who was she in there? I got. I don't know their name. Like, I've seen that movie a million times and I should know the names. Glenn Close needs to play Bette Midler. Midler. Whoever else they choose is whatever, but Glenn Close needs to play that Midler. And she, you hear it here. That's that's yep. our casting su- a suggestion. She needs to a capital need. A capital need. That would be her. That's her. That's her character. Yeah. Uh, I. I don't know. I have not seen Hocus Pocus. I don't know. No? no. I've seen that movie a million times. I know that movie in my sleep now. <laughs> yeah, when I was singing it, I was singing it just like her. And now you're mine. <laughs> <laughs> I even know the, the like gesture and moves and everything. I laugh. Wow. <laughs> I know it all. Wow. I say bye. I know it all. (laughs) (laughs) And I do know that Glenn Close will be perfect as her. She's the only one. No one else. Yeah, no one else. Yeah, but they they just can't, like, even with, like, say, like, going off top of a little bit, but even when they're trying to do all these, like, Hollywood celebrities, screw that. No. No, no, no. Hollywood does not need to be a part of everything. Just like Disney does not need to be a part of everything. I'm sorry, but no. Yes, right. So. No, 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 no. Th- th- this 
is a perfect opportunity to hear Enid's favorite line. Let's just wait and see. Oh no, we ain't waiting to see for Disney. Disney. <laughs> no. <laughs> ain't no waiting to see for Disney. Disney, just back and just step away, Disney. Just step Give it to somebody away. else. Give just it to HBO. Away. No, no, just step away, Disney. You don't, you don't have to do this. You don't have to. And Enid, when is this supposed to come out? Or are they just talking about it? They're just talking about it. They're in the talks, in the early stages of developing. Oh, uh, so that could be 2020. It could be 2025. You know? Who knows? It could be never. It could be a rumor. Exactly. Exactly. So just get away and see and stay tuned to DK Mag for more updates. Woohoo! Trailer First Impressions Blood Feast. Are you sure you wouldn't like something to eat? Oh, I've already eaten. Mm, big mistake. It's really good. It's quite different. This meat is like two months old. Are we seriously selling old meat? No, no, no. We're trying to create a better future for you. That's all. So you're screwing your business, your life, everything just for me? This isn't fair. Blood Feast is a remake from the 1963 film directed by Herschel Gordon Lewis and it was written by Alison Louise Downs. This is a very interesting film. If you haven't seen the classic film, it was a pure corny with today's standards of acting and practical effects. But director Marcel Waltz has reinvigorated this classic film into a film that meets today's standards of gore and acting the full summary it mirrors it does not stray away from the original concept it the summary is a bit lengthy i'm just gonna go over the first few sentences and the synopsis reads as follows fraud ramses and his family have moved from the United States to France where they run an American diner. Since business is not going too well, Fod also worked night shifts in a museum of ancient Egyptian culture. During these long lonely nights, he is repeatedly drawn to a statue representing the seductive ancient goddess Ishtar. He becomes more and more allured by the goddess as she speaks to him in visions. Eventually, he succumbs to her deadly charms. What happens afterwards mirrors the original film concept in, in which the antagonist slash protagonist of the films starts kidnapping people, cutting them up, and serving it as food. Uh, in, in, in some way shape or form the original film he was trying to do a sacrifice to Ishtar but in the trailer it seems like he is serving the food to his patrons Blood Feast we've been covering it here at DK Mag for a while I remember way back when when the, the crowdfunding campaign for Blood Feast was up then the production rolled out and then all of a sudden there was a quiet period 
between the completion of the film, the release, but now we have a trailer. We interviewed Sadie Katz and we spoke about Blood Feast a bit in our interview. At the time, we were speaking about another film that she was uh, slated to star in, which also went into a crowdfunding campaign, and it, it too also went quiet. Stacy, what is your opinion on Blood Feast? Uh, I know we've been waiting a while for this. Oh, wow. That's an understatement. <clears throat> Did you guys see the original Blood Feast? Yes, I saw the original. Oh, uh, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched the original on, on Shudder. Oh, it is so good. I love it. Um, it's ahead of its time. It really is. So this movie here, this new movie, it, it, has, to, it has to compare to that. It has to add up to that. There's a lot to live up to. Um, but damn, have we been waiting for this movie for like ever? I thought it didn't. I thought it released like years ago. Uh, yeah, it seems like that. But <laughs> I, it went through film festivals, but from there it just it, it just remained quiet. Well, according to IMDb, it released years ago. <laughs> <laughs> According to IMDb, it releases well actually 2016, so about years. But right. 2016, according to IMDb. And right. I'm just wondering where well, when the heck are we gonna see it? Because there's reviews and everything. Like what are we gonna see it? Exactly. I mean, yeah, what's going on? Why has it not released like publicly yet? Like, come on, I'm tired of waiting. I'm gonna see this. Like the trailer is awesome. You know, it's very, it's very dark. It's bloody like it should be, just like the original. Maybe the trailer is the only thing that is good, and that's the reason why they haven't released plot it. Plot twist! Plot twist! There we go! There we go! It's a plot twist. Exactly. Well, I, I, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to Blood Feast, watching the film, and yeah, it's just one of those things that. This is this is one occasion that a film does merit a, a remake because the 1963 version just doesn't fit into our our standards of acting and it's just too antiquated. But searching on Amazon and iTunes, yeah, there is no trace of this film, the new uh, reboot uh, directed by Marcel Waltz. So I, I follow Marcel Watts across social networking platforms. So definitely going to tag him once his podcast is up and just, hey, where is Blood Feast? Annihilation. Can you describe its form? No. Was it carbon based? Did it communicate with you? It reacted to me. You really have no idea what it was. Did your husband contact you at any point? In this trailer, a group of soldiers 
walk into some type of protective like kind of my neck field then it cuts into one of the soldiers being asked as can you describe their form so apparently something's happened while they were inside the field so here's the synopsis it's a biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition where the laws of nature don't apply this movie this is directed by Alex Garland written by Gar, um, Alex Garland and Jeff Bandemir and it stars Natalie Portman Jennifer Jason Lay and Tisa Thompson um, what do you guys think about Annihilation have you guys seen the trailer yeah we've seen the trailer what did you think about the trailer what did they remind you of me Annihilation that yes, should remind me of Annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, the title speaks for itself. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, I don't, I don't know, the trailer is so Annihilation. Finish her! <laughs> well, the trailer, you know, the, the group of soldiers walking through the, the, the field and they don't know what's around them, it just... Res- I know it's not supposed to be it, but it just resonates Predator. That's how it looks like. When the soldiers are walking in, in, in the field and they sense that something is around them and they're looking around but they don't see anything. It just, the trailer feels that way. Whoever cut up that trailer, uh, yeah, that's a terrible job. They should have done something different because people are going to watch the trailer and say, hey, this looks like Predator. That's, that's what it seems. I know the story does not revolve anything like that, but that's my opinion. What's your opinion on this, Stacey? I don't know. I'm, I'm bored of this. Annihilation. Yeah. Let's that annihilate. It. Annihilation. See, like, no, you, you're not up for it. Annihilation. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I, it's, I need more. I need more. I'm sorry. We're not happy with just that little teaser trailer, so get to it. Yeah, but it has Natalie Portman. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, she she doesn't she doesn't do she, 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 you got a little hesitation. Yeah, right, is it? <laughs> good. She's alright. I mean, she's, she's becoming washout right. too. What washout? What are you talking about washout? Have you seen the movie she's done lately? Well, the last movie I saw it was that that Swan. Black Swan. Black Swan, yeah, from her. That's it. Natalie Portman did Black Swan. She was great in V for Vendetta. She was awesome in Leon the Professional. Ah. Uh, you're talking about when she was a little girl, like seriously. Yeah, but that was that's you a, went that far. That's back. iconic. Huh. But the role that she was shitty in, and it wasn't because of her acting; it was because of the role. Because she should be in female lead roles, strong female leads. But in Thor, she, what what was that? What was that? She was playing the damsel in distress. That was terrible for her career. No way. 
and then she does it again i think she started in thor and then uh, uh, again and yeah she did she started in the sequel no way that's that does not fit her she would have been a good uh, addition to the batman series that's my opinion so no one liked the trailer this teaser trailer that imitates the predator really nobody enjoyed this We just gotta wait and see. My favorite. <laughs> I see. I see. I, I'm interested in the film just because of the director. He created Ex Machina. And uh, come on, if you have not seen Ex Machina, you have to go watch it. Uh, it should be on Netflix. I'll definitely give that a watch. Oh, interesting film. Better watch out. Want a printer in the mood? Watch your horror movie. Do. She's like twice our age. I really don't think it's gonna happen. She's here. You are breathtaking. <laughs> Thank you. Now don't stay up and watch scary movies, okay? It'll give you nightmares again. So what do you want to do? Ricky, why can't you just leave me alone? He's such a jerk. Don't hang up on me. Better Watch Out will release into theaters on October 6, 2017. The holiday comedy horror thriller is directed by Chris Peckover, who also pens the script alongside Zach Kahn. He, it is directed at, no, it is described as Home Alone Meets the Strangers. The cast, Virginia Madsen, Olivia de Jones, Dakri Montgomery, Levi Miller, and X Oxenbaugh. The synopsis. When you think the suburbs, you think safety. But this is holiday night. The suburbs are safe. Or the suburbs are anything but safe. Ashley thought this babysitting job was going to be an easy night. But the night takes a turn when dangerous intruders break in and terrorize her and the 12-year-old boy, Luke, she's caring for. Ashley defends her charge to the rest of the family. No, Ashley defends her charge to the best of her ability only to discover this is no normal home invasion. The trailer for Better Watch Out is entertaining. I definitely thought of Home Alone here. What did you guys think about this trailer? The home invasion concepts is one of my favorite horror concepts because it is real. It can happen in real life. That's what makes home invasion resonate so well with me. But Better Watch Out has two negatives. One, it's a comedy. I do not associate home invasion films as comedy. Home Alone is a home invasion film. That's a comedy. And I despise that film uh, with, with full emotion. Better Watch Out also reflects uh, Christmas, the Christmas season. So you're putting a theme, a Christmas theme on a home invasion concept it just doesn't resonate so what's gonna happen next you're gonna have a sequel that happens on Thanksgiving with a home invasion the intruders are dressed up as turkeys come on come on and pilgrims come on no that it just doesn't 
it doesn't look right because of those two things a comedy and it revolves around Christmas time yeah well I was about to say the same thing that this reminds me of Home Alone but teenage form exactly so we all have the same opinion then this is like more like like a Home Alone type of movie yeah if you want a good uh, invasion what is that a home invasion is more like a building invasion and it revolves around Christmas time I would suggest watching Studjopia's Good Tidings which was released in 2016 it is not comedy and it's so well done so well executed and it revolves around the Christmas time but it's just so bloody and gory and really fucked up but this one is a comedy and it revolves around Christmas it just it's like home alone I don't want to see this shit come on no if they would have made it more uh, more intense yeah like get rid of the comedy element <laughs> it just well, doesn't it was kind of intense kind of yeah nah, it's just <laughs> nah, nah. I, I mean, know. did you see him charging with that battle? Like, ah! Yeah, it's just... <laughs> this seems too over the top. Yeah. Doesn't seem realistic. Well, not realistic. It's, you know, it's a movie, but at least give it that... Oh, shit, did I... Did, did, did that just really happen? Yeah, you know, th- that type of thing. Cold Moon. Hey, Mr. Geiger. Hi, sweetheart. Margaret left on her wheel right after lunch. I just thought she'd be back by now. She can't have gotten very far on a bike. We will find her. Now you know that you've been behind on your payments for eight months, right? Today's not a real good day to talk about that. Evan Larkin is going to lose the farm right soon, and I want to make sure that land comes to the bank. Where is Margaret? We can't find her. <clears throat> well, the trailer for Calm Moon. It's about something that happens to a girl and she comes back to seek vengeance. Wow. This to me is not impressive at all. Because I've seen movies like I Spit on Your Grave, which is based on the same thing, vengeance. But I also noticed something about in the movie. I noticed that there was a monster in the trailer that it has a very much similarity to the monster in the Beetlejuice movie. Um, Here is the synopsis according to IMDb. In a sleepy southern town, the Larkin family suffers a terrible tragedy. Now the Larkins are about to endure another traffic lights blink an eerie warning. A ghostly visage prowls in the streets and grace erupt from the local cemetery in an implacable march of terror and beneath the murky surface of the river a shifting almost human shape slowly takes form to seek a terrible vengeance this movie is directed by griff first and also written by griff first and michael mcdowell What do you guys think about Cold Moon? Have you guys seen it? The trailer? Of course we've seen the trailer. Uh, 
um, have you guys seen what I'm talking about? I did not see Beetlejuice in there. No. Not Beetlejuice. I said it has the similarity <laughs> right here. Look. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. There's that long neck creature yeah. with the bug eyes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I'm seeing a picture right now. You're right. But that's a similarity. That's a similarity. You're right. You're right. But you know what? I enjoyed the the effects, the the creature effects on the on the woman when she comes back from the dead. But I feel this trailer revealed too much information. The cinematography is nice. The story it reflects the typical urban legend uh, of a woman who passes away. She's on the street and uh, she's acting as a hitchhiker and she gets inside the car and you know whatever the story takes place from there it it resonates that way i'm sure it borrowed urban legend uh storyline but this trailer just gives away too much information if you want to creep out people leave the creature effects out of the trailer and let it you know give a hint of it wait for people to see the film so you could get the full effect so stacy what did you think about this trailer Oh no. I don't know what I thought of it. <laughs> that's it. That's good or that's bad? No, it's not bad. It's it's good. It's just mm. It has a good storyline. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. I just I need to see a movie. Yeah. The it goes from a mystery thriller to a horror. That's pretty good. It's interesting. But it's just that trailer just reveals too much. And now that I see the, the parallels of this creature here, I say, yeah, that creature from Beetlejuice does make an appearance in the film. You see, you see, I observe very well. Yes, I see. I see. I, I enjoyed when a girl was in the car, the ghost girl, she starts uh, spitting out that black ooze. That's creepy. It's not the first time we've seen that spinning that black ooze. No, it's not the first time. It just looks creepy. That's someone you don't want to date at all. She's slobbers all over the place. Creep too. I'm Sarah. Hey, welcome to Encounters. Sunday morning. I'm Sarah. Hey, Sarah, how you doing? Come in. The show where I look behind the strange world of online personal ads. What is their story? Who are these people? So subscribe and join me on this journey. You never know who you might meet next. Well, this is kind of an old trailer that dropped a few weeks back and it's for Creep 2, which is written and is directed by Patrick Bryce and is written by Patrick Bryce and Mark Duplass. The synopsis reads as follows, a video artist looking for work drives to a remote house in the forest to meet a man claiming to be a serial killer but after agreeing to spend the day with him she soon realizes that she made a deadly mistake the trailer for creep 2 before i go into it i have not seen creep 1 and creep 1 made waves 
upon its release it got good reviews good comments from the horror community i have not seen it but seeing the cinematography for this second trailer for this sequel i just this is a film that i'm not i know i'm not gonna watch because it is found footage found footage is so uncreative unartistic i don't care if you put all the bells and whistles found footage films is completely trash it is very rare that a found footage film really stands up as genre defining the synopsis is just utterly nonsense it is stupid stacy a video artist meets a man claiming to be a serial killer she soon realizes she made a deadly mistake no shit <laughs> stacy does that make sense really no it doesn't make sense at all a guy says he's a serial killer he invites you to his house in the forest and then it's gonna be a deadly mistake come on really oh my god who comes up with this with these storylines the director ah uh, well man. have you guys seen the um first creep movie no i haven't seen it i haven't seen it I just it's actually good um it's found footage as well but uh it's not bad it's not bad the guy he turned like the or the antagonist in the movie he starts off as like a good guy then slowly he turns bad and crazy and everything um so it's not a bad movie uh well i mean well i i don't know as far as the creep too i, I don't really know I, I mean i watched the trailer I'm just like uh okay yeah and and from the trailer it is he got there's a lot of jump scares which telling me that is gonna be a lot of blah 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 jump scare jump scare blah 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 oh wait is 15 minutes left in the movie okay here's where all the good stuff happens that's what it looks like to me it's just that's like that that's how a lot of exactly and that synopsis it's stupid it is utterly stupid it's just like that the houses of october built another stupid synopsis if you got kidnapped by a group of demented people and you you almost died why are you going to do it again for a sequel it just doesn't make i know horror films there's a lot of cliches but damn real you gotta you gotta put a line in the sand between stupidity and cliche Anna and the Apocalypse. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Young Anna was nestled, all snug in her bed, not knowing tomorrow she'd meet the undead. How would she survive what this season would bring? Well, that's simple. She'd stab, she'd slash, and she'd sing. You better not cry, I'm telling you why. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anna and the Apocalypse released on September 22nd, 2000, 2017. The comedy horror musical is directed by John McPhail, written by Alan McDonald and Ryan McHenry. The list. Um, the cast. Ellen, Ella Hunt, Malcolm Cunning, Malcolm Cumming, Sarah Swire, and Christopher Laveau. Synopsis. When a zombie apocalypse threatens the sleepy town of Little Haven at Christmas, Anna and her school friends have to fight, sing, and slash their way to survival with a fast-spreading undead horde in relentless pursuit. Teaming up with her best friend, John, Anna and her crew fight their way through zombified snowman, a, main, a manic bachelor party, and high school hormones to try and save family and faculty alike. But they soon discover that no one is truly safe in this world and the only people they can truly rely on are each other. Another holiday-themed horror, Anna and the Apocalypse, looks like a blood-soaked fun time. What did you guys think about this? I love zombie films. I just... That's, that's one of my guilty pleasures, zombie films. And you cannot go wrong with a zombie film. Just as long as you have a good practical effects, you know, the plot... The storyline could be uh, very loose, doesn't have to revolve around the characters because the characters are not the focus of the story. It's about the human drama or about the zombies. And in the apocalypse, the first thing I notice is it is very gory, but in a very humorous way. You see the snowman, that was so funny. His head he got decapitated by that was hilarious that was hilarious and then the group of kids underneath the inflatable raft that's come on it remind me of many british uh zombie comedies and you gotta give it to the british they know how to blend horror comedy and zombies that's one thing they do very well um, Hollywood has not Hollywood hasn't done that since Zombieland we haven't seen a comedy zombie horror comedy like that but they dishing this stuff out left and right this is not the first time so yeah so I'm looking forward to this and what was this this film or it was in film festival circulation and this is it, you. You mentioned Stacy. It did release, correct? IMDb says okay. So the article says um, there it has not been a release date yet. But IMDb does say September twenty second. Yeah. Let, let me just. Yeah. To oh, me, my favorite just, part was the snowman. Yeah. Zombie. That's what I just finished mentioning. That snowman. That was hilarious. Hilarious. Yes, IMDb does say September twenty second, two thousand seventeen. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll get the full release date 
uh, IMDb is they kind of wonky when it comes to release dates. So you gotta wait for the press release to hit the inbox and get the formal release date. I definitely know it went into film festival run and it did well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Hey, we're gonna see it. Yeah. <coughs> yes, it's a Christmas theme. Yes, I said it's a zombie Christmas. Yeah, but and it's a comedy. But guess what? It has fucking zombies in it. So it's much better than a piece of shit film that we just finished talking about. Better watch out. Home and, home better and watch out. Oh, you, you knew somebody was going to say that. Better not cry, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh my gosh. Okay. And Christmas <laughs> is right around the corner. He's making oh. a list yeah. and checking it twice. He's gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming. Pretty soon. <laughs> 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 wow. That's crazy. And if that was the case, you know, that would save every parent a lot of money because Santa Claus will purchase all the gifts. The gifts are getting expensive these days. Oh my gosh. That's because kids ain't asking for cheap stuff, cheap shit. They want the expensive shit. That's right. That shit is like Nintendo Switch and PlayStations and iPhones that cost $800. Crazy kids these days. They didn't. <laughs> Learn how to value what you got, then maybe when you get older, you get everything you want. Exactly. You see, you buy your kids these Nintendo Switch that costs $400. What's gonna happen? They'll lose it, drop it, this and that. No, make sure you make, make sure they need they earn them before you actually give something to them. Cause nine days, kids are being too spoiled. Spoilage, spoiled. Wow, we, yeah, we went off topic here. We're talking about Christmas presents now. What's with kids today, huh? No respect. Who said that? Trivia. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield. No. No. It sounds like him. No. No, it was Freddy Krueger. <laughs> oh, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I think it was uh, Freddy's Dead, the Final Nightmare, right? What's uh, with kids today, huh? No respect. <laughs> oh my gosh, Freddy Krueger. That sounded like Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> I know my Freddy Krueger. Oh my gosh. Freddy Krueger should be should be Santa Claus. Thank you for tuning in for another exciting DK Mag podcast. This is season five, episode eleven. My name is Ken Artuz, found an editor for DK Mag. That is D E C A Y M A G dot com. My co-host this evening were Enid Artuz content contributor for DK Mag and don't forget to listen to our podcast in Google Music. Stacy Cox, staff correspondent for DK Mag. We're on Stitcher. Be sure to rate and review DK Mag on Stitcher rating and reviews and help us rank. And also you can find DK Mag across social networking platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter. Yes. I did not forget Twitter this time. We'll soon be hitting Snapchat. Google Plus is also in the mix. Whoever is on Google Plus. Yes, do follow us. Do visit our website 
add comments, share with your friends, share with your enemies. Why not? Say here, listen to DK Mag. And get ready because this October is coming. Our favorite time of the month. Wait. Yay, I mean, our favorite time of the year. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Exactly, exactly. Halloween, and then afterwards is Thanksgiving, and then after that is Christmas, and Happy New Year 2018. Wow, time flies. Oh, jeez, I don't even want to think about 2018 right now. Not yeah. Yet. I mean, see, DK Mag has grown so fast over the past couple of years. Uh, we are going to grow even faster. Well, watch. Mark my words, 